0: continuing in our series about honesty and integrity, we're going to talk about the cost of pretense. And this account is from Acts, the fifth chapter, and it's about the early years and the early start of the church. And at that time, all the people were gathered together. They were living in Jerusalem, and they were sharing their possessions and resources in common with one another. And as a result of that, they really didn't have any poor people or whatever because anybody who would be poor was being helped by those who were not poor. And during this time, many of the early disciples, they had land and they had other possessions that they would sell. And when they would sell their lands and their possessions, they would bring the money to the apostles, give it to them so it could be distributed to people in the community who had need. Now, I want to just be clear, this was not a requirement. This wasn't anything they had to do. It wasn't a law. It wasn't a rule. It wasn't enforced like that. It was a personal choice. If you wanted to do it, you could. However, you didn't have to. Well, at that time, there was a couple, Ananias being the husband and Sapphira being the wife. They saw Joseph, who's known as Barnabas, and Barnabas means son of encouragement. They saw that he sold some land and that he brought the proceeds to the feet of the apostles. And so they conspired together. Let's get some of this glory for ourselves. In other words, the people who were doing this, people were appreciating them. They were receiving thanks and some kind of accolades as a result. And so Ananias and Sapphira, they wanted to be part of the in crowd, so to speak. They wanted to be honored and acknowledged in a similar way to how these people were being honored and acknowledged, except in order to be honored and acknowledged, they wanted to be dishonorable in order to make it happen. So, you know, that's when we get in trouble trying to get honored by being dishonorable, but that's what they were doing. So they had land, they had possessions, and they decided that they would sell the land and possessions and that they would bring it to the apostles and claim that this was all the money that they had received for the land, when in reality, they kept some of it back for themselves. Now, if they had said to the apostles, you know, we sold some land, we made X amount of money on the land, and we're going to give 50% of it to the church. No one would have batted an eyelash. It wouldn't have been a problem. It wouldn't have been an issue. We might even have a good news story about them somewhere recorded in the scriptures. However, they chose to claim that they had sold the land and that they were giving all of the money, the proceeds, to the fledgling church. And that just wasn't true. So they were dishonest. They were lying about the situation. And the way that it went down, first Ananias comes into the room and, you know, God had revealed already what was going on. He didn't know this. And so the apostles asked him exactly what happened in this transaction. Is this all the money that you got for the property? And he said, oh yeah, that's all the money that I got. And then they said to him, why did you lie? Why did you lie? Not to us, but why did you lie to the Holy Spirit of God? And so therefore he dropped dead and the men came and took him away and buried him. Several hours later, the wife being totally unaware of this incident, she comes in and they ask her the same question. Is this the land that you sold? Is this all the money that you got for it? Yes, this is the full price. This is the full price. And he said, yes, this is the full price. And they said, well, the same men who carried your husband out are here, and now they're going to carry you out. She drops dead, and they go out to bury her. And it goes on to say that fear gripped the church because people realized God wasn't playing. You couldn't be pretending to be something that you are not. And that's really the real issue here in today's lesson. Ananias and Sapphira, in addition to being dishonest, which was certainly a problem and fits in with our honesty and integrity series, in addition, they also were trying to pretend to be more honorable than they were, which is a different form of a lie. So their motivation, because sometimes like when we talked about, you know, Achan, he wanted that gold and that silver and the Babylonian outfit that was in the town of Jericho and that he hid in his debt. And so he had sort of the lust of the eyes and the appeal to the flesh that we talked about. In Ananias and Sapphira's case, their main problem was it was more the pride of life because they wanted to get the honor and they wanted to get these good words spoken over them. They wanted the praise that other people were receiving and they wanted to pretend that they were coming at this task with the same heart as somebody like Barnabas, when in fact they had ulterior motives. They were not approaching it with the same heart at all. Bottom line, they wanted glory for their actions and for their behavior. And if we remember in Aiken's case, when he was finally brought before Joshua and company, first thing they said to him was give glory to God and confess your sins. And so that's where glory belongs is glory belongs with God. So sometimes you can find yourself not so much coveting an item like silver or gold, but coveting praise and coveting the high seat, or the special place, or the seat of honor. And that can get you in just as much trouble as really wanting the gold and the silver. So I want us to think about that and how God looks at glory and honor, which he reserves for himself. So I'm going to turn to Isaiah, the 42nd chapter, and read verses six to nine as we close out today. And it says, I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness and will hold your hand. I will keep you and give you as a covenant to the people, as a light to the Gentiles, to open blind eyes, to bring out prisoners from the prison, those who sit in darkness from the prison house. And let me pause here for a second keep in mind the jewish people were the keepers of the scriptures of god the holy words of god and people knew that they had a relationship with god so that the rest of the world could know who god is and they were also the keepers of the genetic heritage to the time of the messiah because the messiah would certainly come through the jews so in this sense they are light to the gentiles both in the ancient days by anticipating the coming of the Messiah, and having the words of God, and also later, as the Messiah entered into the world, being that blessing that blesses not only Jews, but also Gentiles, so that we could be one in God. So continuing with verse seven, it says, to open blind eyes, to bring out prisoners from the prison, those who sit in darkness from the prison house, I am the Lord, that is my name, and my glory I will not give to another, nor my praise to carved images. Behold, the former things have come to pass, and new things I declare. Before they spring forth, I tell you of them. So God tells us many things. He transfers wisdom and knowledge to us. And guess what? We give all glory, honor, and praise to him because he will not share his glory with anyone. So don't pretend to be what you're not and don't steal glory that doesn't belong to you. leadership resources.